You're listening to the Type 7 Podcast, hosted by Jessica LaTorre, a show for a Type 7 by a Type 7. The podcast is brought to you by EnneagramPodcasts.com, where you can listen to all our shows featuring all nine Enneagram types. Let's get into the show. Hey guys, Jesse LaTorre here. Welcome to the Type 7 Enneagram Podcast. I am so excited today because I'm not talking alone. And what's better than having one Type 7 to hear from than having two Type 7s to hear from? So I am here with my good friend, Jackie G. And I'm stoked. We're going to talk about all the things that is being a seven. Jax, welcome to the podcast. Well, thank you very much, Jesse LaTorre. This is so exciting. <laughs> Never done it before. Very excited. So in true type seven form, um, today we did not just record this podcast, but we also multitasked our multitasked? Mm-hmm. Multitasked. That's a word. Yeah, sure. Our day. <laughs> and we also recorded a video. Um, for her YouTube channel, because if you don't know who Jackie G is, you need to look her up, look up her Instagram, look up her YouTube. She's amazing. She does it all. Oh, please. (laughs) Because she's a type 7, of course, and type Mm -hmm. 7s are the best. She is an author. Her first book is already out, Be Free, and she just finished her second book, and it is coming so, so super soon, so stay tuned for that. It's going to be amazing. And, you know, along with being an author, she is a speaker. She makes videos every single week. Come on, talk about persistence and dedication. She makes videos every week talking about life, being vulnerable with her journey, um, and sharing that with lots of other people. So you're going to love her. You're going to want to be her friend like I am. Um, and she kind of gives you that access through the good old social medias. So definitely check her out, but you're going to learn a lot about her today. So I've told you a little bit about her because I've been friends with her for a long time, but I want you to hear from her. So Jackie, tell me what, how would you describe yourself both in personality and in like who you are? Like if someone says like, Jackie, what do you do? What do you say you do? So that actually has been a really complicated question for me (laughs) for a very long time because it took me forever to even figure out what I do. I think Mm -hmm. a lot of people are confused about what I do because I do so many random things. Um, Basically, now I've kind of gotten to the point where I just tell people I'm a writer. And so then they ask, oh, what do you write? And I'm like, well, I write books, but I also write like... I think books is like the main thing that I do, which is crazy because I never thought I was going to be an author. My mom told me I was going to be a writer when I was little, but I didn't want to be one. I wanted to be either a dolphin trainer or a dinosaur hunter. I couldn't make up my mind. But now I'm a writer. Wow. Okay. (laughs) So I do that and then I do, and then would normally tell someone that I do video work, but really that just means that I have a YouTube, I'm a vlogger. (laughs) Which is hilarious to me that I, oftentimes, I find myself telling people like, oh yeah, she's a YouTuber because she's got tons of subscribers and like people watch her videos and she creates at least one video a week. So yeah, I would call her a YouTuber for sure. But what's hilarious to me is that like 
she was like, oh, I guess I never thought of myself as a YouTuber. And I was like, <laughs> what? You've been creating videos for like seven years. Yeah. And oftentimes we really like to look back on the old videos. So, you know, if you're checking out the new stuff, go back. <laughs> find the blonde Jackie. If go I'm find blonde. the old ones of her and her sister in her room. Those are the quality They're very stuff. entertaining. That's quality back there. Yeah. I, wonder, I don't know what I'm doing right now, but back then I really just hit my prime, just peaked at 15. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I actually think um, the fact that she is, you know, sevens are really known for kind of being all over the place and scattered and distracted. Yes. And one thing that's really cool about Jackie is that she is so super hardworking and focused in, in the ways of like, oh my gosh, I can't even believe that she gets out one video a week. Like, that's a lot of hard work. She shoots it. She edits it. She gets it out to her patrons on Patreon first and then to the rest of the world. She does all her own marketing. I mean, she kills it. So this is what I would like to call a healthy seven on our hands here. Oh, thank you very much. (laughs) You know, if you're a seven listening here, just things to aspire to, you know. Um, but also, okay, so I want to take it back a little bit with Jax here. Um, we've been friends for a couple of years now. We met when she moved here to L.A. And Jax, why did you move to L.A. in the first place? So I grew up for my whole entire life really wanting to move to anywhere that an ocean was because yeah. I wanted to be a dolphin trainer. Mm-hmm. I figured dinosaur hunting wasn't as realistic as dolphin <laughs> training, so figured I'd go in the sea animal route. Mm-hmm. And I actually went to dolphin camp when I was 17. Best week of my life. Flew to Florida. It. I raised all my money and then I stayed at dolphin camp for a week and trained all the dolphins. Fun fact I just <laughs> learned about Jax. She loves the ocean and like swims in it and boogie boards in it. Even wants to surf and stuff like that in it. But she's not like exactly a grade A swimmer. Now I can stay alive. So yeah. Kind of. so I haven't died yet. I mean, if that's not just inspirational to everyone in the universe that you can want to be a dolphin trainer and not even have to really swim good. (laughs) Well, I didn't actually become a dolphin trainer, so I don't know. You know, but there's something to be said. You are the quintessential enthusiast here. Absolutely. I mean, going for gold. Oh my gosh. Okay, so you wanted to move here to be a dolphin trainer. What'd you actually do when you got here? Yeah, so I like packed up my car. So basically I went to school in Colorado for one semester, but the whole entire semester, I didn't know what to study because I wanted to work with dolphins. They didn't have have a major for that. There's no dolphins in Colorado? Colorado? You'd think there would be. They knew I was there, but there were no dolphins, not even in the aquariums. I checked. Wow. Yeah, so they didn't have that. So I just the whole entire time knew I wanted to move to California. So at the very end of the semester... I figured out how to like do school online instead. So okay. I was like, I'm just going to finish all this online. And I packed up my car and I drove out to California. And so I was planning on moving down to San Diego eventually to go to school and then become a dolphin trainer. But I ended up getting offered a job as an assistant in the music industry. And that was, I know nothing about music. I probably know a little bit more now, but at 19, because I was 19 when I did this, yeah. and at 19 I had no idea. Like, my sister was a musician, well, is a musician, and Shout I, out to Alex G. Yes, Alex G. And so she did music, so anything I knew was just kind of from her. But I got offered this job to be an assistant, and I literally took this job, and so I was, I had gotten offered a job uh, just to, like, wait tables and stuff yeah. for the summer. And I was supposed to start the next day, and then I got off of this job to work in music, and I instantly said yes. 
called the restaurant. I was like, sorry, can't work for you. And I just Hilarious. didn't come to work. And so I started my assistant life, which was <laughs> it was really fun. There was a lot of new adventures yeah. and stuff that I never thought I'd get to do. So what'd you do? Did you stay in California? Well, you traveled. You you toured. Yes. So basically for the full first year that I lived in California at 19, I was only in the same state for maybe about mm, two months max. I just kind of like couch surfed and being an assistant for the guy I was working for, so he went on a tour. Yep. And I got to go on tour with him, which was like everything I thought I had ever A wanted. seven's dream. Oh, yeah. A just new city every, every day. Every day. New coffee shops every day. Explore, new, adventure, new people. Exactly. Things. It was amazing. And so we went on a, I think it was like almost two-month tour. Okay. But like in between that, we were like in different states and whatnot because I just kind of followed him where we'd go and do whatever assistant things he'd need. And yeah. So we traveled a lot. We went to Nashville for like a month. Really yeah. fun. and. Yeah, it was awesome. It was a crazy year. It was probably more than I knew that I could handle. Yeah. But I'm kind of like the person that I, I can't say no. Mm. I just have a really hard time saying no to like a new experience or a new I adventure. I get that. You want to like, I don't know, we, we as sevens want the whole world. <laughs> totally. We want to experience everything and it yep. has to be like just exciting and new and fun. And that's yep. what that year was enter meeting me yes we went so basically we met um at church so out here in LA there's a church called well it was city church at the time now it's church home Mm -hmm. and so we met on a Wednesday night and um fun fact is that I have never been more wrong about a human before (laughs) in my life than I was at about Jackie she just I mean, I don't like to say I judge a book by its cover, but I just did that. And normally I'm super like high in discernment when it comes to like meeting someone on a first impression, blah, blah, blah. And I just was totally off with her. I mean, in fact, I even remember telling a, a mutual friend of ours um, after I met her, like, yeah, yeah, she's cool. Like, I don't think we'll really be friends, but she's cool. And which is crazy because now she is literally like a lifeline dear friend to me. And I cannot imagine my life without her. And I'm you know, it just goes to show you can totally be wrong. But in my defense, back then she had bleach blonde <laughs> hair up top and she did this big swoop thing. I totally thought she was like a Jersey girl, which there's nothing wrong with. I just thought she might be like a party girl, kind of mean, you know, all these things. Um, and, you know, a lot of times as sevens can also, people can mistake us for because we're fun and think that we're like airheady or that we're like oh, yeah. uh, flaky or not serious. And that's a common misconception with sevens. And we are actually deep thinkers mm-hmm. and usually very smart and things like that. But people um, just underestimate us. And so I did that with Jackie and I was wrong and I make up for it every day now. But... <laughs> She is a Still paying it off. stunning <laughs> brunette now, you know, and so if you have not seen her um, and are going to go Instagram her after this, you will see in the flesh she is babelicious oh brunette, um, but yeah, it's just really funny. So we met at that part of her story and... Um, when she moved here to California and found this church and, you know, all these different things, Jesus got a hold of her heart in a really big, huge way. And then she kind of started changing her YouTube videos 
um, into journaling almost that journey, her journey with Jesus, which is really cool. It was really cool to see develop along that time as well. Um, I got pregnant and um, she moved away as part of her spiritual journey. She Tell us about that. Where'd you move? Moved away? Yeah. Okay, so first thing I did was I moved to Nashville. And basically what happened, it was kind of an impulsive move. I'm known as a very impulsive person, which <laughs> I think has a lot to do with my sevenness. Yep, I think sure that there's a lot to that. Like it could be like we don't like to sit in pain. We don't like to feel pain, which is super ironic because yeah. of what I do yeah. for a living. I write books that are really, really just raw and real and revisiting pain. your pain yeah so in many ways. my life is super ironic for that but yeah. basically I had experienced some pain in California yep that I part of me in my head was like wanting to like run away from but the other part of me just really felt like I needed a fresh start so I ended up moving to Nashville yeah. I I like I basically prayed for like a reason to move to Nashville if I should. And that same yeah. night, one of my friends told me about this, this school that she really thought I should go to that was in Nashville. And I was like, oh, well, I guess I moved to Nashville. So literally the next day, I put my 30 days notice in on my apartment Crazy. and packed in my car. And I didn't know anyone in Nashville. I didn't know anything about Nashville. I wasn't working in music anymore. so But was... she did like cowboy boots a lot. I, did. I stopped wearing them when I got there. You're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> I, stopped, I used to wear cowboy boots every single day. And yeah. it went really well with my big poofy blonde hair. It did. And she was in California at the time. And she would wear like kind of like lace tops and shorts and cowboy boots. I mean, she looked like she belonged to Nashville when she was here in California. Mm -hmm. Then she moved to Nashville and totally looked like she belonged in California. So, Absolutely. you know, just Switching keeping that up. variety in there, you I'm know. stand out in the crowd. So you I went to this school, it. you ended up deciding that wasn't the right place for you, and where'd you go next? Yeah, so while I was in Nashville, I actually moved, like, I think three or four times within only about a so year crazy. of living there. Yep. And then... I, from Nashville, it was actually last year, last summer, I was on a different tour. Okay. Um, not with the same guy that I used to work for. I was on tour with a different friend of mine. And it was about a seven-week tour. Mm -hmm. And the whole entire time, it was, it was interesting because when I left Nashville, I had this weird feeling that I wasn't going back to Nashville. I was experiencing a lot of not fun stuff there. Yeah. And I was like, I really want a fresh start again. I don't know what to do. And so part of me felt like I was going to be moving back to LA because I was like, well, that's where all my best friends are. That's yeah. where I want to be. And I'm on this tour and the whole time trying to figure out where it is that I wanted to move to afterwards. And three days before the tour ended, my friend offered me a job if I moved to Boston. Mm. And I had never spent longer than 48 hours in Boston. I knew nothing about the Northeast, like, at all. I knew nothing. Wow. All I knew was pretty much like the one day we had there on tour, which was not even a really good day. It was a really hard day on tour too. Oh, funny. I got like lost in like in like the ghetto-y part of Boston. It was oh not gosh. a good day. I don't know if I've told you that story, but I'll tell you later. Okay, I'm excited for it. Um, yeah, so I moved to Boston. Three days later, I'm on a red-eye flight from our last show in San Francisco to Boston. I don't even go back to Nashville to get my stuff. Oh, I, my friend, shout out to Eva, she <laughs> moved me out of my apartment while I was gone via FaceTime. That's a real friend, folks. Yeah, it really is, because that's not a fun thing to do. No. <laughs> I don't like to move myself. Yeah, she like got all her friends together and went and moved me out of my room in, wow. in Nashville. Wow. 
So I moved to Boston and You're I You're the real MVP. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. But I moved there and I was only there for about three months and it was actually a really hard three months, but yeah. being a seven I pretended everything was fine the whole time. I didn't want anyone to know I wasn't okay, so I just put on a big smile and was like, because it seemed like this fun new adventure yeah. that we all, well, sevens, I don't know what everyone else, probably in a sense, but we like want an adventure and we yeah. want new and exciting and that's what I thought that it Avoiding was. Avoiding pain like a true seven. Yeah, so. And isn't that crazy? I found myself, side note, sorry to interrupt you, but um, I found myself doing that today, literally today. Like we as sevens in our avoiding pain, end up hurting ourselves worse because we like mm. bottle it up and then we like volcano. Yes. And I volcanoed this morning and was like this ball of emotions. And my husband was like, I've been trying to poke holes in your volcano all week. And I just, you know, <laughs> he saw it coming because he knew I was like, oh, I'm fine. Oh, a lot of stress, a lot of things going on. I'm fine. I'm fine. You know, it's just crazy. And... Yeah. So anyway, so you had your volcano <laughs> moment in Boston. I did. That's oh, a really man. good way of explaining it. Yeah. Yeah. We try to just like avoid, pretend everything's fine. And yeah. it's weird because I thought I had like done the work. Cause that's not the first time I've moved states to avoid pain. And yeah. so I thought I had done the work before. I kind of do that a lot. I like think, oh, I'm all healed from that. I'm done. And now everything's fine. I like to move through the pain really, really quickly. And my right. sister actually tells me that a lot. She's like, you just need to let yourself sit and feel this and mm-hmm. it's okay if it takes a long time because I like to see the end date really quickly for like right. recovering from something I don't want to even like a sick day like have a cold I don't even want to everything's fine yeah. <laughs> we have to go out and explore the world but yeah. yeah Boston was really hard I have not felt actually that terrible in like yeah. I don't even know when before and so I moved five times when I was in Boston, and I was in Boston Whoa. for three months. Now, there's a lot of reasons for the moves that weren't sure. really, like, my fault per se, but it was mm-hmm. a lot of moving around yeah. and a lot of me not telling a single person what was wrong. My, I had, like, some friends um, back here in L.A. that would call me and, like, Check Steve. on you. and Yeah, and I, I knew that, like, some of the friends that were calling, I was like, they're going to know, and I don't want to talk about it because I want everything to be fine. So I would ignore calls. I would stop talking to different of my friends, and I just was in such a survival mode of wanting yeah. everything to be fine. And so I ended up... Literally hibernating in the cold. Yeah, it like, got pitch black at 4 p.m. That is the <laughs> worst uh, thing ever. And, like, it was just... I didn't have a car, so I couldn't really go to many places. I was... It was tough. Sure. But on the so wait, between Nashville and Boston, how many times did you move? I moved eight times. Wow, that's a lot. Yeah, in like a year and a half. <sighs> yeah, I moved a lot. I was just like on to the next thing, and I didn't want to sit in the pain, so I'd be on to the next thing and on to the next thing, and like try and keep myself as busy as possible. And yeah. Like, if I would start to feel whatever the pain would be, I would try and keep myself really busy with like work or friendships or anything like TV shows totally. and cereal and back in the old days, Rebel Jackie days, yeah. it was partying and drinking <laughs> and all the things, but now it's kind of like numbing out. Like the, I guess the reason for numbing out is the same, but it just looks different. It like yeah. appears less intense, but it's kind of like the root of it's the same. Totally. But yeah. It's so good. Okay. So then fast forward, well, not really fast forward. You got to this point. Beginning of 2018, 
18. I'm like, what <laughs> year are we in? Oh my gosh. You moved back. I did. Back to California. Back to California. And back to me. Yes. So <laughs> with our friendship, like I, I would say reconvening because, you know, um, while she was away, like we kept in touch or I, I, we visited, like if I was in Nashville, we met up for coffee or things like that. But really like, I feel like friendship is so important to be in person. And, um, so she and I, at the beginning of this year, she moved back and gosh, like our friendship, I thought we had a good friendship before, but honestly, like a million times better now. Um, and just so I think they're like timing wise in each other's life, just really on the same kind of page and, and for being seven years difference in age, um, me, the elder, like even though our <laughs> lives are the elder of the two. Um, Respect my elders. Yes. <laughs> for, um, so happy. Oh my gosh. I'm, I'm an old woman. It's fine. Oh um, for being in what appears to be such different phases of life, we're really seeing, we've been seeing how much we're so similar and really enjoying each other's company um, and finding out probably part of that is because we are both sevens. And um, mm-hmm. so... Since she has been back, we have filled our days together. (laughs) Literally. um, We, gosh, we visit, like, if you want to hang out with us, you will get a tour of L.A.'s grocery stores. (laughs) (laughs) We are so cool. (laughs) We're the coolest. We both enjoy going down long walks down the grocery aisle, Mm -hmm. as well as the beach. (laughs) Um, (laughs) so you can find us starting our days separately, but ending them doing a few different things, grocery stores, sunsets, or using our movie pass. Yes. That's basically us in a nutshell. Mm -hmm. Um, we both keep pretty busy during the day individually. Jax, tell me what does a current day for you look like? Because you are an entrepreneur, you are self-employed. Sounds Bravo, like you're <laughs> so cool. cool as that sounds. <laughs> Guys, she's still 23 and pays her own bills without a boss. So she is the boss, mm. boss lady right here, <laughs> girl boss, all the things. Um, so tell me what a day in your life looks like right now. Uh, so right now it's pretty flexible since I am my own boss. I have mm-hmm. like... So I have a few things. I'm really weird because I'm very consistent in like awesome. four or five things, but yeah. then I'm really scattered and random and everything else. Okay. And so every single morning I've been doing this since I think I was like 19. I've had the same routine where I get up as early as I can, maybe okay. like eight o'clock-ish, okay. make coffee, read and write for about an hour, and then I go on a run, and then I either shoot a video or I go to a coffee shop and work. As in working, meaning like I'm either writing or right now I'm in the editing process of my book. So a mm-hmm. lot of editing, or editing a video or trying to market, learn how to do a business spreadsheet, which is not my forte. <laughs> I don't like that. So if anyone has tips, let me know. Yep. Um, but yeah, so I pretty much just work until I need some kind of human interaction because... So your brain is fried. Yes, so my brain is fried, and then I'll go hang out with friends, whether that's coming over to Jess's house, and we go skateboarding outside with her son, Justice. Love it. I love longboarding, rollerblading. Sometimes we go to the beach, and I'll do it there. The other weekend, we went to the beach, and I tried to boogie board, but as mentioned before, can't really swim. 
don't know how to do that, but it's fine. I'm still alive and well and healthy. Took a beating, but it was great. Yeah, it was good good for me. It was good for the ego. I needed (laughs) it. It's fine. Humbling experience. Humbling. But yeah, either that or just hanging out with other friends or movie nights. Charcuterie. Charcuterie. Yes. We love all the little snacks. Yes. Cheese, crackers, acai bowls. I think I asked you every single day. I was going to ask you earlier, but I thought it was too cliche for me to ask you earlier. I was like, I'll get one later anyway. Protein bars. Yes. um, What else? We like a little of everything. Yes. Almonds. Mm -hmm. um, Ooh, power berries. Yes. I have a really big sugar tooth. I feel like you don't have as big of a sugar tooth I think that's called a sweet tooth. A sweet tooth. <laughs> I have a sweet tooth. <laughs> I have a sugar tooth. Well, that'd be great because I have yeah. sweets in my mouth all the time. Oh, that's great. So, like, for example, my dream thing to eat, right? Like, I don't want to just eat one thing. Like, I really like to share because then I get some of yours and some of mine. Exactly. Yes. Or you like an appetizer me. sampler. Yeah, we can have a little of everything. Yes. Or like, let that's what a charcuterie board is, right? It's like... The grown-up Lunchable. It's mm-hmm. got some meat for the protein. It's got some cheese for the yummy and some crackers. <laughs> cheese for the yummy. Maybe some nuts and maybe some grapes, grapes and, you know, all the things. Dark chocolate. We love it. Oh, yes. Bring in the dark chocolate. You know, mm-hmm. all the things. So we're all about the charcuterie nights um, as well as we really like samples. So we take adventures to Costco. Yes. I taught Jackie... One of the most eye-opening things in her life. Jackie, tell them what I taught you. Well, you see, Jesse taught me that if you go to Trader Joe's, everything is a sample because you can ask for literally to try anything yes. and they have to let you. They yes. even gave us a whole bar one time. Like, each of us got our own yeah. protein bar. Like, they like this, okay? So, it doesn't, this is not abusing the system here, folks. This <laughs> is one of the principles of Trader Joe's customer service is that before you buy things, you can ask to try it. Like, you can be like, hey, is this a new item? I've never tried it before or whatever you want to say. I just say, can I have some of this? Yeah. And they're like, yeah, absolutely. They want to open up these boxes because once they let you try it, I'm pretty sure, well, we've seen, they've tried it with us before, but I'm pretty sure they just take it to the back and indulge. So you're Mm -hmm. basically feeding the hungry. (laughs) Yeah. You they know, have hungry employees. They yeah. snacks too. So, you know, it's like you're tipping the employees. That's the way I look at it. That's you the know? way I'm looking at it. So, and sometimes, you know, like what Trader Joe's already does, like where you can have samples at that one little station. And sometimes I'm not into that. So, mm-hmm. like, you know, they may have something that I'm like, uh. It's boring. Yeah. So I just make up my own samples. Anyhow, it's been life changing for her. She tells everybody now. I do. And I really do tell everybody. I know you do. It's great. I love Guess it. Guess what? Oh my gosh. You want to know what makes Trader Joe's better? Mm-hmm. Trying everything. Everything. So we try to make sure that we ask to try at least one thing each while we're there. And if we come across a different employee, we might ask that I employee. I look for a different employee. <laughs> Oh my that's gosh. amazing. I just go around. That fine. is amazing. So yeah, so that's um, wait. I do that at yeah. the food courts at malls too. Do I always you? have to go take a lap around the food court and get this. Oh, <laughs> Did I, I ever it. tell you that? No. I but always that that's makes on sense. my list. Every time I go to a mall, lap around the food court. Yeah, just trying to try it all. You know, like mid shopping. I always talk about this um, with like my husband because he's completely opposite from me. So like, I would like to. 
every time we go out to eat, I would love for us to try a new restaurant. Mm. Or if we're going to repeat, repeat a restaurant, I would love for us to try something different, you know? And each try something different and then try each other's because mm-hmm. then it's like we're trying all the things. Um, but he would like to go back to Chipotle every time and get the same exact thing. Um, and it drives me nuts. So for all of my trying needs, I hang out with Jax. <laughs> and we do all the things in get one day. Get out of our systems. Yeah, like for example, um, what we would like to do is we would like to go to the grocery store, take those items to the beach... While we're at the beach, we want a bird, which if you don't know what that is because you're not out here in California, it's motorized scooters. Um, We'd like to bird from here, you know, go all the way up our beaches here, starting down here in like Marina del Rey and go all the way through Venice, Santa Monica, maybe shop a bit there and come back. Like that sounds like a fun time. Get some acai bowls, stop in Abbott Kinney, get the freeze, you (laughs) know, go to lemonade. She's ready to go. Like we're ready to go. You know, I know it's, it's just the best. So that is um, kind of a dream day for us here in our friendship as sevens here in the California. Um, let's let's get back down, knock it down a little bit here, and let's talk about um, you know one of the things of being a seven, right? We like to be busy. We like to try all new, different things. Um, but also, one of our basic fears is to be deprived, right? Mm-hmm. We talked about one of our, our big fears is pain. We avoid pain, but also being deprived. Um, so a lot of times I find that social media can hurt me because it gives me access to other people's lives and seeing what they're doing and then all of a sudden makes me feel like I'm missing out on something and like my life might be lacking in some way or if my friends are doing something, I find myself sending them a text message like, oh my gosh, why didn't you invite me? I hate you. You know, not serious, of course. But, um, you know, feeling like because I'm so inclusive and I like all, I like to invite everyone to everything, um, that if I'm not invited, like that's like the biggest way to like hurt my heart. Um, and so, I don't know, have you ever experienced that at all, Jax? Do you identify with that? Is that a me thing? Is that, what do you think? Yeah, no, definitely, and I think social media has got to be the biggest, I guess, hurdle for me in that area, Mm -hmm. just because, like, we get mad FOMO. Yeah. Like, you're talking about how you think your son's a seven, because he just gets so much FOMO. He's two, and if we go to Disney, the park, the beach, Chick-fil-A, in and out um, see all his friends and family, um, and then come home, he's still bummed. Like, he still, like, did not get enough out of the day. Oh, my gosh. And I identify with that. I mean, mm-hmm. I I find myself, like, having a full day and being exhausted and staying up after, like, he's in bed or whatever and having, like, time to myself or to watch shows because I literally, like, don't go to bed because I want to, like, suck every second out of every day. Oh, yeah, Sam. We like to get – wait, did you say we do savor things or we don't savor things? Um, well, we don't savor things like in terms of, um, we want all different things, but there is a little, um, point about a seven where even though we don't, we like all things like new, there's things that are like sentimental to us or special to us that we do savor. Okay. So yeah. Was there something you were saying about that? 
About savoring things? Yeah. Um, yeah, I just kind of like how you're saying, like, how you want to get every little minute out of the day. Mm -hmm. I'm very similar with, like, I want to get up... When I was little, we used to go camping, and I would want to make the time last as long as possible. Like, I would anticipate this all year long, which is sometimes better than the actual thing. Yeah. It's, like, anticipation. Sure. And I'd get there, and I would, like, make this plan to, like, get up as early as I possibly could, and then go to bed as late as I possibly could. Yes. I wanted to get... Every little bit of it yes. as I could, and I didn't want to waste time sleeping. Like, who needs sleep? What? When you're camping at Fun yeah. Valley. It was very fun there. It's, it's literally great. called Fun Valley. It's called Fun Valley. That's amazing. My dad told me that if I ever move back home, he's bribing me to take me to Fun Valley. And I'm like, oh my gosh. That's sweet. Fun Valley is the dream. Yeah. But yeah, I like savor, and I'm like extremely sentimental. Like, I like to say, I have like this box, I call it my adventure box, where I keep all these little trinkets and stuff from like Mm. different adventures and road trips and stuff like that. Yep. But yeah, I love stuff like that. To remember. That's Mm -hmm. awesome. Speaking of road trips, (laughs) um, road trips are a thing that Sevens would enjoy because, for example, um, you know, we like to make lots of stops along the way. So if I have plans with my husband, the number one way to get under his skin, he's a four, would be to, like, we went out to dinner. And if I'm, like, on the way home, I'm like, ooh, let's stop there. Like, he's like, no, let's stay. Like, this is what we came to do, and let's just enjoy it. And let's, you know. Um, but sevens, we love to make stops along the way. And, like, be spontaneous and see a place and pull off the side of the road and take a picture or whatever, like enjoy and enjoy the beach for a second or, you know, stop at that little hole in the wall pub. I don't know, whatever. Um, and so I think this is a really fun point to talk about. Jax, tell me you have lots of future goals and I want to hear about all of them. There's one in particular that involves road tripping. Tell me what's one of your goals. Are we talking about the Unity Project? We are. Okay. So I'm obsessed with road trips. Yeah. I want my whole, I, my life just makes more sense on a road trip because it's so spontaneous and you yeah. don't know what's going to happen. And just mm-hmm. like you're saying, I want to make all the stops. Yep. But one big goal that I have, I think, I, my goal is to make it happen next year, but I have this thing called the Unity Project that I've been thinking about for a really long time, which would basically be me traveling the world, preferably in one of those like old camper vans, like a VW yes. camper van with um, a small team of people where we're creating a documentary, yep. a book, two books actually, um, and then like... All the multitasking. All the thing. I want to do everything. A documentary, a book. No, make <laughs> two that two books. <laughs> yes. And basically the point of it would be to go around getting people involved and hearing people's stories about really just like the point would be to show how we're all connected but we all at the heart of it we all want the same things we all want love and connection and belonging and purpose but that looks different in different peoples and places because we are all unique so it's a way to celebrate each other's similarities but also differences and kind of just with the goal of bringing us all together as one people and so I want to go around like filming a documentary in Europe or in Asia or in South America and Canada and Iceland, literally just everywhere. Love it. And at the same time, writing this as a book. So one of the books would be um, sharing the people's stories. Like, so in each chapter is going to be a different person's story, but it's not going to say where the person's from. It's not going to say how old the person is or anything like that Mm -hmm. until the very end. And so someone could be reading this book of stories, connecting and relating to each story, but not like 
maybe, for example, this story that they're relating to is from a person who's from a country that they're afraid of or they think yeah. it's like a bad place or something like that. It will just kill any chance for stereotypes. Yeah, I love that. It just connects from person's heart to person's heart. And then another book would just be a travel documentary, or not documentary, a travel diary. Yeah. Kind of like uh, one of my favorite authors, Donald Miller, wrote mm-hmm. one called Through Painted Deserts. Yep. And kind of similar to that. But, yeah. Amazing. Just want to travel the world in a van and talk to people it. and hang out and go to a lot of coffee shops, eat a lot of ice cream cones. Also, I'm on the, a quest to find the world's greatest chocolate chip cookie. Oh, yeah. Come on. If anyone has suggestions, let us know. And if anyone is wondering, she is single and <laughs> available. And, you know, if you are wanting... To have a chance with Jackie G. Oh I'm sure you can slip into those DMs because mm. she is on the gram. Um, <laughs> as well as, you know, make sure that you have an adventurous spirit. And if you don't, well, make sure you're open-minded but can keep her grounded in a healthy way without mm-hmm. killing her spirit. You know what I'm saying? Thanks, Anyways, girl. also, so you don't just want to write books telling your story or other people's stories. Mm-hmm. You also have a desire to write other kinds of things, right? Like what? Yes. So I also want to write fiction books. Yeah. So I started writing my first fiction book last year, around the same time when I started writing my book that I'm just about to put out called Finding Home. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have a name for the fiction book yet. I'm about halfway done. I haven't worked on it in a while. But I, it just, it's so much fun because it's telling... I can get to create this world. Sure. And I get to create these characters to be whatever I want them to be. Which is funny because I don't know if I've told you this, Jess, but I'm actually using the Enneagram to help me develop the characters. So I'm assigning Ah. each character a number and then researching the number. That way I make them all super different in how they communicate. So cool. I only know how I communicate, but I don't know how a four communicates front hand as much as a four would. That's just something really beautiful about the Enneagram is it just shows how everyone... You can kind of get an idea of what the world looks like through everyone's eyes. Yep. But, yeah, and eventually I want to write this into a screenplay way later down the line. I have so many things that I want to do. Yeah. I don't know if I'll do all of them, but I'll do a lot You're going to try. So something so cool about you, I was saying earlier, is that you're really focused and determined. And, and a lot of sevens really struggle with that, to, like, stay focused, to stay determined, to stay on task, to not let, you know, other people's lives or other people's things or even other fun things come along, squirrel, you know, kind of mentality (laughs) and distract them. Um, So how do you deal with that on a day in and day out basis? Like how do you stay focused and driven? Like I want to learn. Tell me, what do you do? I don't know. Um, (laughs) I thank you for telling me. I appreciate appreciate it. I don't know. I think that I just, I'm doing what I want to be doing. And as in like career wise. Yeah. And I think I'm doing something that has a lot of different facets to it as far as like writing or videos or editing or right now it'd be like it's random or doing a podcast. I've never done that before. Or sure. Hey, first time. Yeah, it's my first Ooh, podcast hey, ever. Maybe. I think that there's a lot of variety in what I do and what I want to do. And I think that I know that the dreams that I have big picture for this, because there's even more stuff. That I, I like want to open a coffee shop. Sure. Um, naturally. Naturally. <laughs> I think I just know what my goals are. And I think that I know if I don't do the work, since I am my own boss, like if I don't do the work, it's just not going to happen. Right. And I genuinely enjoy it. Yeah. And so I think, because I think what's interesting is I think my second number is a three. 
and Pedro was just talking about how threes mm-hmm. are very like I don't know anything about a three, so never mind. <laughs> but the, the achiever. Thing, yeah, the achiever. I need to read more about them because it was like two points difference. Seven and oh, three okay. was really close. Interesting. But I I don't know. I guess I just really enjoy what I do, so I just make time for myself to do it. And I know that by doing it, I get to live a life that is flexible. Yep. And I don't have – I'm not like tied down to anything, which yep. – in a sense, is not that good for me because I I think that it would be healthy if I had some kind of tied downness. I don't know what the term is. Yeah, I get what you mean. Yeah, just because my biggest fear is being like stuck and being bored and. So something that you have to strive for is like staying power. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I go missing. Yeah. Yeah, that's hard because your want your desire to start new or to flee from conflict or turmoil or all of those things, um, you know, you really have to practice then going, things are hard, but I'm not going to leave. Things are hard, but I'm going to work through it. Yeah, that was what this year was. (sighs) I made a commitment to myself when I moved back from Boston to not move for a whole year. I was going to stay in the same place no matter how hard it got because I got in such a bad habit of moving everything time things got really intense or hard. And look at you, eight months and counting. Eight months and counting. Proud of you. Yeah, and so like this year's been really hard because it's been uncomfortable in the sense of like, sure. like leaving Boston, I was kind of like in this place where, okay, here's all these internal issues that I can't avoid anymore. So right now is my moment where it's going to suck, but I'm not going anywhere. I'm just going to sit when things get hard. I'm just going to still be here. I'm not going to jump into the next adventure, jump into the next big yeah. move or opportunity or which I still did a little bit in times, but nobody's perfect. Yeah. Hannah Montana figured that out at 15, so. <laughs> nobody's perfect. Yeah, we're good. <laughs> now, another question. How do you, so a lot of times sevens can overextend themselves, right? Mm-hmm. Do you deal with that? Do oh, you, yeah. Okay, so do you, do you find yourself in predicaments where you're like, oh my gosh, I said yes to too many things, I'm overcommitted, and I'm on the verge of burnout, and all of those type things. Do you yeah. deal with that? 100%, because of what we were saying earlier about FOMO. Yeah. I don't want to miss out on anything. I don't, like, it's kind of a mix of part of me doesn't want to let people down, part of me doesn't want to miss out on what everyone's doing. So if I get invited to five social events in the first half of the day, I will do my very best to get to five social events, because I don't want to miss any of it yeah. or like work things or travel things I will try and like fit and squeeze any kind of trip or any kind of like party or get together or anything without leaving myself any time to just rest yeah terrible at rest mm. and if I'm not doing things with people I will be working as hard as I can on like career stuff sure I like the only time I feel okay to just sit and do nothing is if it's like dark outside and watching a tv show about to go to bed well one thing I always see in myself and I laugh about because you know it's not that I'm always running late it's that I'm overcommitted and that I think that I budget time like down to the T right I'm like okay great I can go to this and then I can go to that and then I can go to that and, da, 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 and I can stack all these things in one day and then I forget things like breathing or peeing <laughs> forget to breathe. you know like I'm like oh yeah this. There's, I'm probably going to have to pee a few times in the day or like I'm going to have to drive there, you know, and there might be traffic because we live in LA or like, do you know what I mean? Like, I'm like, oh, I don't budget for things like that. So that's going to be problematic. 
Um, and so, yeah, that's something I, I have to work really hard to discipline myself in time and discipline myself in saying no. And then it's mm-hmm. painful and it hurts. And I'm because I always want to help people or I want to be at something. And there's some people pleasing in in the seven, you know, for sure, um, where we want to make other people happy because we're happy. And our life goal is to be like satisfied. And in turn, we want other people to be satisfied too. And so Mm -hmm. part of the experience of life and even just day to day is our being happy and satisfied as well as the people around us being happy and satisfied. Yeah. I, yeah. Well, I have to say, I am completely happy and satisfied with you being here with me today, and I'm so thankful that you shared some of your story and that anyone who's listening to this is going to get to know you better, and thanks so much for doing this with me. Well, thank you for having me. This was so fun. It was the Yay. first new adventure in podcasting. Yay. You did great, Jess. Oh, thanks. <laughs> thanks, thanks, thanks. Well, if you are listening to this and... Um, enjoyed it. I hope that you will subscribe, listen to the ones in the future. I'm sure with how much Jackie is in my life that she will be back on here with me because she's the best. And um, please give me comments, recommendations. Maybe there's things you'd like for us to talk about again. And if you want to see us because hearing us wasn't enough, (laughs) definitely um, here in the soon coming future, she will be putting out a video where we are together um, on her YouTube. So that'll be coming up in a couple of weeks maybe or something for her. this week or next, in the next two weeks. You know, we're not sure. She's got a lot going on. Got to edit the video. We talked for a long time, you know. (laughs) So um, definitely (laughs) check that out too and you can see us in the flesh this very day but a couple of weeks from now so once again go look her up follow her subscribe to her channel order her book be a patron to her all of the things mm-hmm. um and bring me ice cream and cookies yes, be her we friend accept cookies yes <laughs> it's like a it's like a tip for her work here today mm-hmm. you know cookies payment in cookies Chocolate and friendship Anyhow, hope you guys are having the best day from two enthusiasts, seven and seven equals 14, which is the most enthusiast there could be. I hope you guys have a fantastic day. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. Feel free to send questions or ideas or feedback to type7 at enneagrampodcasts.com. And make sure to subscribe to the show. And if you would like to support this collective, head over to enneagrampodcasts.com and find out different ways to support the shows.